0: WDBM East Lansing.
1: Welcome to the Sci-Files, an Impact 89 FM series focusing on student research here at Michigan State University. We're your co-hosts Chelsea Boodoo
0: and Daniel Puentes.
1: Scientists estimate that we've only discovered 1% of all fungal species. To tell us more about their research on fungi, we're here talking to Alyssa Ball. Thanks for joining us today, Alyssa. May you please tell us more about your research with fungi?
2: Of course. Thanks for having me. So yeah, like you said, we know very little about fungal species on our planet. That includes in the ocean, on the surface of the earth, as well as deep within the layers of rock. We're working to taxonify, which means we're trying to name all of the different species and distinguish all of their different genetics right now.
0: It's nice to meet you, Alyssa. It was really interesting to learn that we only really know 1% of the fungi that exist out there. But really quickly, what's the difference between fungi and animals and plants?
2: So fungi are very different from animals and plants as well as bacteria. They're their own kingdom. Fungi include mold yeasts, as well as what we know as mushrooms. So the mushrooms are actually the edible fruiting body of mycelium, which is what fungi is made up of. So mycelium and fungi, they're very different due to the way that they process things. For example, they use enzymes very similar to animals and us humans to break down their foods But they do that on the outside. They do it extracellularly. So unlike plants that take things in and have internal photosynthesis, mushrooms, fungi, molds, and yeasts, those will be secreting things to allow them to break down nutrients in our soil, in the water, and generally in the environment.
1: That's really cool. I didn't actually realize that molds were part of the fungi kingdom. So you briefly mentioned that you all were trying to characterize these fungi based on their genetic characteristics. What are you specifically trying to do with that and how?
2: So we want to understand the genetics of different fungi, specifically because we think they can be used for remediation of a lot of contamination that we've got going on right now, specifically heavy metals, PFAS, and other chemicals of concern. So by identifying fungal species, giving them species names, knowing their genetics, we can then test them to see if they are useful at breaking down molecules that are stubborn to break down and contaminate our Earth.
0: Oh, so heavy metal like the music? I wish. Nah, I'm kidding. But in all seriousness, are there places that need to be cleaned up from heavy metal contamination?
2: Yes, there are actually tons of sites that are contaminated with heavy metals. Almost all of the industries that we use and participate in, from manufacturing of plastics to fabrics to dyes, include the use of heavy metals. Therefore, they get dumped into our environment afterwards. A lot of these sites are what we refer to as Superfund sites or Brownsfield sites, Those have been classified by federal agencies as sites that are deemed unsafe for people to live on or grow food on and are in need of immediate remediation.
1: We actually recently had an episode about PFAS. And regarding whether it's PFAS or even heavy metals, whenever the fungi absorb it, do they necessarily break it down or do they just keep it there? I'm wondering this because what happens whenever they degrade? Wouldn't the heavy metals or the PFAS just end up back in the earth?
2: You have a really great point there. In some instances, you could think yes. But the cool thing about fungi is the way they interact with metals. They have an ability to deionize metals into an elemental form or a form that is not toxic. Metals can be charged which make them more reactive. When
1: something is more reactive, you can sort of think of it as being more dangerous.